Hello and welcome to our Listen and Learn session with Spotify in which we'll be uncovering why audio is the future of digital and just how you can turn up the volume on your creative storytelling by using audio. We've got some really special guests today. I'm really excited to have these guys with me and they'll help me uncover the facts and insights about this exciting medium. I'm joined by Vanessa Go, Creative Strategy Lead, Southeast Asia from Spotify and Vijay Anand, Head of Creative Asia Pacific at VaynerMedia. Hello to you both. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, hi. It's good to be here. Thanks very much. Um, so before I launch into all the questions, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Um, let's start with Vanessa. Yeah, my name's Vanessa. My background's actually in advertising before I joined Spotify. And um, I help brands, you know, optimize their campaigns for our platform in, and give them creative tips in digital audio. Awesome. And BJ, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? All right. So uh, my name is Vijay. Um, and um, I mean, I've been in the industry for like 20, 21 years. I started off in digital and then um, I went on to, to be in ECD in a lot of agencies, different agencies. And prior to joining VaynerMedia, which was quite interesting, was I was actually on the tech side. So I went to Gojek and kickstarted their internal agency uh, for two years. And I did that. And now I'm I'm, I just joined uh, Gary V. In, uh, and kickstarting VaynerMedia in APAC as well. But fun fact, uh, my first job wasn't in advertising, honestly. I actually started off as a pub singer. Uh, I was in hotel lounges uh, singing uh, to, to get some money during college. Yeah. So music, I've always been, uh, been into music. So that's a bit of context about why I'm here, not just from <laughs> advertising perspective, but with music and sound as well, you know. It's, awesome. it's, uh, yeah. So that passion's been there since day one. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> the passion got you started. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because every time I, I do a piece of advertising, I spend a lot of time on on the music. <laughs> like my team would know, like you know, if you work with me, I'll just I'll, I'm so particular about music, even when I don't need to be. You know. I love that. I love that. Well. Yeah. Perfect people to be talking about this subject today. Um, the first part of, 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 I guess, the questioning today is geared around the sort of science of sound to understand, you know, why it's effective in advertising, what, what's behind that. Um, so let's start with the way we spend time with audio. You know, how has this changed? Um, Vanessa, do you, have, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I think like music, you know, has, has always been such a big part in like growing up in my childhood. It's like, you know, we grew up in a multi-generational home and my grandmother's radio was always playing in the background. And, you know, we'll listen to whatever she's listening to. So whether it was like, you know, Ready Fusion, which is like, you know, from way back then to, you know, my parents' music, like, you know, Stevie Wonder, stuff like that. So it's kind of always been there. And, you know, same as BJ when we're doing, like, making ads and, you know, shooting TV, you know, the music is such an important part because that's the part that people remember. So, yeah, it's like, it's always, like, a big part of our lives, whether we consciously think of it or not. I think, I think Vanessa, you said it right. Um, people remember music. I think that's so, so, so important, right? Music has such an impact on, on people that we don't even realize it. Sometimes emotional impact and memory recall for music is amazing. Like people would always yeah. think like, you know, when you're advertising, it's actually visuals. You, you look at visuals and you remember visuals or logos or colors, but music is another aspect that is always underestimated. But in your life, like you have that one song with your, with your partner, 
or with your wife or your husband. Yeah. That's our song, you know, like, or you've got that one breakup song. You always remember <laughs> music with emotional uh, stories in your life, you know, and memories. I think that's, yeah. that's it's so powerful. Yeah, I remember the breakup song because I probably heard the breakup song like, you know, 2,000 times kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really catchy. I mean, it's like, I remember jingles from my childhood, like, you know, the Milo jingle or like there was a Singtel or McDonald's jingle. And I can still sing it today because for some reason, you know, it just stuck and I just remember it. And it's really catchy and that's kind of what, like, you know, advertising people with their jingles and music, they kind of want that part for consumers to remember and take away. And it's funny that you mentioned, like, you always remember the older stuff and it's kind of like forgotten a little now, which is funny, we'll come to that, right? Like, but, but you remember like things like, you know, ICQ or the Wi-Fi sound. Yeah. Uh, even right when you're connecting to internet, you remember those sounds because they're so iconic or that little, oh, when you, when you used to get, get on ICQ and stuff like that. So music has been there, but lately, you know, things can get a bit forgotten uh, by brands or also by platforms and mobile, you know, like with this whole sound off, sound on thing on mobile as well. Sometimes music gets left behind or forgotten, but it's such a powerful thing, right? Yeah. What does that mean for, for the context that ads are heard then? You know, the, the way that we're spending time with it, what's the context for advertising in, in those changes? Well, now that we're in this whole digital age, right, that basically just makes like music and audio so much more powerful. It's like, you know, same as when I was growing up, the radio, you know, is playing and you just listen to whatever is on or whatever station the my grandparents or my parents are playing but then you know with you know now that we're in digital you know we've moved on to digital audio and now you know listeners can still listen to playlists and and you know whatever they you know switch on like an autoplay mode but then they can also build their own playlist so now they kind of have that that power to kind of like curate the music that's in their life you know so and they can also work and build music around their moments and moods so you know whether you're in love or you're, you want to like you know feeling emo or whatever or if you're just focusing and studying you know you can build that music behind so that you know that actually just enhances the moment and what you're doing so this is kind of like how athletes you know before they go for the big game you know they'll play movie they'll, they'll play some music to psych themselves up for the game and <clears throat> on a day-to-day level, it's like, you know, maybe we kind of do that ourselves. It's like, I've got a big meeting coming up, so I'll just play, like, you know, motivational music in the background. I actually to get do that, started, right? <laughs> I actually do that in front of, before big pitches. Like, I play a couple of songs, I was like, yeah, put me in the mood, you know, like. Yeah. That's well, what's, a, what's on your pre-pitch, like, playlist then? I, I want to know what gets you in the mood. <laughs> oh, man, I've got, I've got a whole bunch. Like, I've got different, different stuff. Like uh, I had a big pitch two days ago. I remember just playing a couple of 80s songs. So I was like, I just felt like the 80s mood. I was like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. You know, like make me feel young again. You know? I feel like some yeah. like 80s power ballads or something. Would, yeah, would definitely yeah. Do I think that was exactly what I was listen, <laughs> listening to. But yeah, I think just talking about sound in advertising, right? Um, we were saying that, you know, how important it is and all that. But it's also funny, like lately a bit of things get forgotten because on certain platforms you can... Sound is like, oh, it's, you're just scrolling and you're not listening to the sound until you tap it and sound on. So it makes it quite challenging for advertisers and agencies as well because sound is another powerful tool to use, but some of the platforms kind of stop you, stop you from, from actually listening to the sound. 
so it's quite tough. Like sometimes we just have to, okay, most people are going to see this without sound as well. It's such a waste because you're not getting the full experience. It's like, imagine going to a cinema and, and there's no sound, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're just relying on visuals, which is uh, tough, which happens. So sometimes we have to get used to it. But I feel like with sound, it becomes more powerful, right? Examples, like so many different ads, like you've remembered things from the past, like you, like, uh, you know, those Intel sounds, you know, that's always there, the sound idents. From sound idents to yeah. famous songs, you know, um, example like Cadbury, they used uh, Phil Collins and the, the gorilla was playing the drums. It was a combination between sound and uh, visuals, which was so powerful. And then you have like John Lewis every year who does amazing sounds. You got, I remember your song from Elton John, they did a, the, a version of it and it was beautiful, right? And then you have like, you know, lately the last few that I saw that was quite interesting was Chipotle uh, in US. They did like amazing covers, remakes of, of like, I, I remember one was like Backstreet Boys, you know, one of the Backstreet Boys track that they used for one of the animations or yeah, Pure Imagination. I think they used one of those uh, tracks from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as well, but it's so powerful. You remember it until now, you know? Yeah. And I'd love to just quiz you guys because we've, we've talked about some of the older things that we remember either from idents or, or kind of ads. Now, what does this context of kind of, you know, because Vanessa, you tapped into it. There's, there's a lot more control for users, right? If you're, you know, now we're, we're curating our own spaces and, and moments. And that's very different to how you'd say listen to, to radio. Um, you know, what, what's the difference between those from an, from an advertising perspective? Um, well, I, I think you kind of mentioned this, is that whole contact bit, right? So, I mean, with digital, you know, digital audio is digital. So you can, you can, you know, who's going to hear the message. So you can target listeners. So, I mean, if you think about radio, radio is like, you know, to everybody. So if you're targeting, you know, uh, working adult women, you know, your ad on radio, half of your media is actually speaking to guys. So then, you know, if with digital audio, you can target like, you know, by gender or by location or even by time of day. So, and then knowing who's going to hear the ad, you can then just build the, the message around that. So, you know, how you speak to women might be different to how you're trying to convince guys. So it's like, you know, I, I like to use John Wick as the example is like, you know, if you're, you're address if you're, you know, promoting John Wick to women, it's like, hey, he's got Keanu Reeves and a puppy dog. And then if you're talking to guys, it's like, you know, John Wick, like guns, action, car chase. So stuff like that. So you can now build your brand message accordingly to the context of the listener. And then same with music, is the listeners like, you know, enjoying rock music, then that could then inform the creative. You have a rock music bin because you know they like rock music. They're listening to rock music. If it's pop, then, you know, you have pop music in your background. Or if they're, you know, on a focus or study or chill kind of playlist, then, you know, the music will then follow that kind of beat. It's a bit more down-tempo and things like that. So, so you know, in, in that sense, is that, you know, the, the message can then be more relevant to the consumer and the, engage the consumer better because it's, you know, they are enjoying something that fits in the whole experience. Yeah. I, the, the example that I always really like around that is, is, is Nike, who really got it from, from kind of day one by taking on that kind of running playlist and kind of really, they, they, I mean, they know themselves very well as a brand anyway in the space mm -hmm. that they, they, 
work in and, and they kind of very quickly understood what that meant in audio which was the running moments or you know the workout playlist or something like that and I always find that that very clever which which you you know you maybe some people do listen to the radio when they run but like you say probably not most people so would you still invest in it in that way maybe not mm. being clever with sound is quite interesting as well because you've seen the conventional way of you know like when I, when Vanessa said that the, the good old days when you had to everybody had to listen to the same ad but now you can use a sound in a smart way is quite interesting you're targeting based on personalities and what they like right and you can curate it you can use the right sound triggers to push to the right people that's quite nice but also more than that sound could be used in other interesting ways like you Charlotte, you were saying that nike uses the playlist uh, to motivate people uh, when they when even as much as you know when they sing that you're slowing down they kick in the right track to kind of push you and that's using sound in a smart way and i've seen like you know throughout the years a couple of uh, really smart smart ways to use sound as well um, there was once i remember i think in philippines where they there was uh, one agency that did this where they found like white noise was good for babies to sleep so actually a, a brand did this whole campaign for uh, i think a, a, a kids napkin or whatever a brand i think it was pampers or something if i'm not mistaken but i think they used white they they created like this whole radio channel to help kids sleep uh, using white noise yes, and that's super smart right um things like that is really really smart if you use sound and you add creative and creativity into it uh, sound can actually be more of an idea as well not just execution right absolutely you probably got loads of parents out there just sort of using that brand for life now if you help their baby sleep as well um and actually that's quite an interesting point because it, it kind of goes on to the next question that i wanted to ask which was you know how persuasive can audio be as you know a a tool for creativity you know if, if we're saying you know you don't have have the visuals and it's just audio what's what's the science behind the persuasiveness of of, of audio as a medium you know audio is actually really powerful and and i think it tends to be a bit underrated people don't really think about audio because as pj mentioned we're such visual creatures you always talk about like the colors or like you know cinematography and things like this but actually you know we are attuned to sound at you know a, a very like you know at a very deep level whether it's conscious or subconscious i mean like you know it, if you think about sound it's it explains a lot of things like you know our, our hearing is actually always on you know you can close your eyes but you cannot shut your ears and and you know in at some level that was for survival because we need to hear danger so if you you know like thousands of years ago if there's something hiding about to jump out and attack us you know we would hear it first before we see it so even now today if you're in a public place and there's a loud noise you will hear it first and then you try and see what's happening so so in that sense you know hearing is always on and as vijay mentioned there are little triggers so there are things that we would react to and then um understanding that we can kind of like you know tell a creative story so um you know just just playing off like you know if if you're addressing parents you know mothers can always hear the child call them even if it's like a super busy shopping center like another time is like I was at a bus station I just hear my name I was like you know you can pick up all these things so then how can we work that into like you know creative storytelling um maybe sometimes it's not even using sound i think um marie claire in in france actually did this campaign where people were listening to music and then um the ad came on at the ad was actually silent 
So the absence of sound is also a way to get creative with sound. And um, because the ad was silent, people are like, you know, they'll take their phone up and see what is it. And then that's when they see the banner that says, you know, it's about domestic abuse and violence. It's like, you know, we cannot stay silent when it comes to that. So it was actually a very powerful message using sound. So just, just you know, tapping the, the whole medium of sound to really get stories out there. And Vanessa, you said it right, right? It's very underrated. Like when brands usually do a refresh, brand refresh or mm-hmm. new branding, a client would usually come and say that, hey, I want to do new branding and I just want to find the right, uh, change the logo or design the logo. What is my visual guidelines? What is my colors? Can I refresh my colors? But nobody really comes and like, what is my brand sound? Like very mm-hmm. rarely clients would say that I want, I want, a, I want a brand sound. So one of the, the things that I did in the past was like I experimented in Gojek because it's a mobile app, right? And, and sound is so important uh, for a mobile app, especially when you have e-wallets and, and uh, there's money involved. Mm. Uh, there is bookings, you know, like sound could be a trigger. So I was telling them like, actually, we need a brown brand sound. But uh, it was not, I, I would say like in a brand like Gojek because they were quite open, the owners were open. They're like, yeah, let's experiment. But I, I think in in a, in a in like a create, I would say like with more layers and all. I because I I got managed to speak to the owners. They were like, and they were super open to be, being experimental. I think it was so cool and easy to get it done. But with some brands, I'm sure it's going to be super tough. Like, hey, I want to do a sound ident for y'all, and the brand was like, I'm not going to waste money on that, right? Uh, usually, you would get that. Like nobody goes like, oh, I need a brand sound. But it is so, so important, especially if you're on a mobile or especially in these days, like because sound has a trigger, like we were talking about a, a memory uh, that it pushes. It's so important, especially for a tech company like Gojek, like just ordering a car uh, that's uh, you can kind of get the right sound or being cancelled, you know, things like that can yeah. trigger like without seeing your app. You can like, oh, okay, um, it's triggered, it's cancelled. I need to get another car, you know, like, or... Uh, payments mm-hmm. taken now you know like things like that can trigger without you looking at the app yeah i mean as you said it's like we are so attuned to sound like you said like icq you know the sound yeah so same is like i can tell whether oh this message is uh because of the the, the chime right whether it's a whatsapp Correct. message or someone is on hangouts messaging me or is it my phone and and even when it comes to payment it's like i, I know mastercard just launched I think like a couple of years ago, the, the sonic branding. Yeah. And then so when you pay, you hear the kind of sound. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's interesting because like there have been times where sometimes um, I want to pay and there's no sound. So I'm like, wait, did that payment go through? Can you check? I want, so, so we do react to these little cues. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how fundamental that's become to your experience of shopping almost in, in that you kind of need to hear that to know that something has happened. Is there any kind of final points about the science of, of sound that, that you think people should know or any tips about, about that part of it? Um, I, I just think that sound and you know our imaginations and our memory are really closely tied together so as, as all the examples we've given is like you know from our past it's like it's brought good feelings and all that so um, it, it's actually, I think sound is second to scent and it's power to evoke memories. It's just the part of the brain that processes sound compared to the part of the brain that's connected to memories. So it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, 
something that brands can leverage. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's similar to earworms, right? I mean, this is this is like, you know, you hear a earworm and it sticks in your brain. So this is the brand's chance to tap this kind of science and psychology to, you know, make an leave an impression with consumers, right? So it's like, you know, whether it's like in the form of a jingle or ident, like you hear the Sonic logo, you know what brand it is, like, oh, this is HP or oh, this is Netflix and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, just understanding the science behind sound can actually help brands, you know, leverage sound in their, you know, brand stories as well as in their branding. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Drum and Spotify's Listen and Learn on the future of audio, recorded as part of a live event in September 2020. In the next episode, we'll be digging into the art of audio and how it can bring to life imaginations and brands.